Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week, my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. This week, I want to talk about the difference between commercial and residential real estate and how you can add value if you purchase a commercial space. So when you buy a commercial space, actually, when you buy a residential space, the way that they're going to determine the value of that is normally by using comps. So they're going to look at similar properties and they're going to use that to determine how much they think the property is worth. But with commercial space, there often aren't any comps. It's often sort of a unique building and unique sort of environment. And it might not be that easy to just find a a cookie cutter building that's very similar that has sold recently, especially since oftentimes commercial properties don't turn over as often. They're not selling as often. And like I said, there aren't very many similar properties. So it can be a little more challenging to determine the value. So oftentimes what's used is the cash flow. If someone buys that building, how much money are they going to make every month? So you can actually flip a commercial building by just adding to the cash flow. So you might say to me, Chris, how can I add to the cash flow? How can I easily increase the cash flow of this building? Well, of course, all of real estate, the most important thing is location, location, location. So can you pick up and move the building and make it in a better location? Absolutely not. But what you can do if you're lucky and if you're watching and you're paying attention to how an area is evolving, you can sometimes buy a space, a commercial space in an area where in in a year or two, there's going to be a lot more foot traffic or in a year or two, something's going to happen that's going to make that space better, that's going to make that area that you're in better. If you think of like an urban renewal type of thing, or there's a a new train station coming in, or there's an art gallery moving, or they're going to extend an existing commuter situation, or or there's a big company opening up nearby. Is there something that you got an inkling was going to happen in the next few years that could potentially bring a lot more people to that area? Because obviously the more people, the more traffic, so the more likely that a business will locate there. For example, like Starbucks. If you want a Starbucks in your town, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go count how many cars drive by and how many people walk by. And if there aren't enough, they don't want to be there. So that's one thing that you could do. It requires a little bit of luck and a lot of research, but it's definitely an option. A lot of people have made a lot of money by doing that, by anticipating changes to a specific neighborhood. Another thing that makes a building valuable to its tenants and your ability to get better tenants who are gonna pay more rent is how much parking there is. So a lot of businesses want to have a fair amount of parking. For example, like a retail business, they're gonna wanna have a fair amount of parking. So how can you add parking to your space to make it more valuable and attract more tenants? Well, maybe you can't physically enlarge the parking lot. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you've got some trees or just some dirt and you can just level this out and add parking spaces. And sometimes that can be a great option. But if you can't do that, the parking ability has already been maximized, then you can sort of effectively add more parking space by bringing in a tenant mix that's going to have different hours. Let's say that one of your tenants is a daycare center. So their traffic is normally going to be just people coming in and dropping off during peak hours. 
let's say that you take another tenant who's a restaurant. If it's a restaurant that only serves dinner, then they're going to mostly have people coming in after the kids would have been picked up from the daycare. So those two tenants aren't going to interfere with each other at all as far as parking goes. So in a way, you've almost doubled the amount of parking that's coming through that one space. Another idea that can successfully usually double the amount of parking that you have is to have some tenants that are offices and some tenants who are residential people. Let's say you have a two-story commercial building. And instead of making both floors be commercial with offices and things like that, make the top floor residential if that's allowed by your community. And that way you've got people who are basically coming home at the same time that the businesses are going home. The lawyer goes home and the person who lives upstairs comes home and they basically could be utilizing the same parking space. So you've in effect also doubled your parking that way. Another thing that you can do that can quickly add space and attract new tenants is to improve the curb appeal. Curb appeal is basically a real estate term that means what does a person see when they drive by? What do you see when you stand at the curb and look at this building? Is it appealing or does the grass need to be mowed and the hedges need to be trimmed? You can add, and actually this is true even with a residential building, you can add to the value of the property and add to its appeal and people wanting to be there and live there and work there simply by adding flowers. If you put window boxes, my commercial space that I'm creating here in Tingsboro, one of the things I'm going to do in the spring is put window boxes in all the front windows. And seeing flowers and little hanging vines and pretty stuff when you drive by the building is going to do a lot to increase. Basically what we have here is a kind of a beige, boring building. But putting flowers and hanging plants is going to just make it so much more attractive to people, not just driving by, but to people who might potentially want to rent the space. The flowers are eye-catching. They might make people see a building that was almost invisible before because it was very drab and nondescript. So trimming the hedges, mowing the lawn, adding flowers, potentially you could paint the building or do something similar to make it look nicer to people as they drive by. And that is going to get you better tenants and more attention and potentially add to the value of your property. By the same token, you can renovate the common areas and the conference rooms. A lot of people who are renting office space, they don't really care too much about their own personal office, but they care a lot about what their clients are going to see. So if you have a beautiful reception area for when their clients come in, if you have great meeting spaces and conference rooms where they can put their clients that have high-end tables and beautiful accessories and maybe a crystal decanter of water or something, then that again is going to make people much more likely to want to rent there and to pay a little bit more to rent there. So supply and demand, if more people want to rent your space, you can charge a little bit more rent. And the moment, the moment you have a lease that has higher rent, your building has gain value just like that. So if I had a place where everybody was paying $1,000 a month and I fixed it all up and now everybody's paying $1,200 a month, I've just added 20% to the value of my building. Cool, huh? Some spaces will allow you to add more physical space. Sometimes you see for sale like a brick building that's just one story. It's got a flat roof. It's very kind of nondescript. And sometimes you can buy a building like that if it's allowed by the town and you can build up so you can put an additional one or two stories or possibly even more 
on the top of that building and you're doubling or tripling your space without adding to your footprint. Now, this is where parking can become a concern, so you don't necessarily want to do this with every building that you see, but it can be an opportunity to buy a building that's kind of sad and ugly and adding to it in a way that maybe doubles or triples the value of the building. So that's something to think about when you're looking at various properties. Another tactic that will often help you increase the value of the building is to diversify your tenant mix because potential investors who are coming in to see that property or to think of buying it are going to feel more comfortable if there's more than one tenant there and if they're in different industries or potentially even there's some residential and some commercial. So for example, would you rather buy one building which has one restaurant that rents the whole building and even though they're paying great rent, what happens if COVID hits and that restaurant goes out of business? Or if I take that same property and I divide it in half and maybe half of it is a restaurant and the other half is like a dry cleaner or a daycare center or I could even divide it into thirds. So one half of it is the restaurant and maybe the other half is divided in half again and we've got two small businesses there, doggy daycare and you know something else, right? It's the things that are completely different, have nothing to do with each other. Or can you add some residential into the building that will allow you to get two separate market curves, right? Residential has a different market curve than commercial. And that can also give a potential investor who's thinking of buying your building a feeling of that they would prioritize that building over another building, which potentially only had one big client or that doesn't have that same attractive mix of diverse tenants. Another idea is to buy a property where the rents are currently pretty low. And before you buy it, compare that building to similar buildings in the area that have higher rents. What are the differences? And see if you can incorporate some of those differences and maybe like even a little more into that space. So let's say that there's a building that's getting less rent. And when you look at it, you say, all that's really wrong with this is that it's kind of dated, right? It's in great shape, but it's got that 70s vibe or the 80s vibe or, you know, some kind of a feeling that is just sort of tired. Often, all you need to refresh a building like that is some paint and like I said, flowers and a little bit of a facelift, which can be very affordable. And because it's newly renovated, you could potentially be getting at least as much or more in rent as the other buildings that are similar in the same area. And in that case, you have, again, effectively increased the value of your property immediately as soon as those leases are signed. So that could be like a flip, right? Maybe it only takes you three, four, five, six months to completely change the facade or something. You often see this actually, at least you do here in the Northeast where things are older, tend to be older. You'll see an old kind of plaza, plaza like with, you know, brick face and it's got this funny little roof and it's not really very attractive. And then somebody will come in and they'll build this sort of magnificent facade in front of it with like some columns and some archways and some just pretty stuff that actually is just put, stuck to the front of the building that isn't, they haven't changed the building at all, but they've just added something so that when you look at it from the street, it just feels refreshed. And, you know, you, maybe you are now allowing much bigger and more noticeable signs for the people who are in the building. And, you know, maybe you're allowing some other types of things that make it more attractive to those tenants. And so for very short money, you can add quite a lot to the value of your 
commercial space by potentially just refreshing it and bringing it up to date and making it seem more newer and prettier and shinier. And once you make any of these changes and you increase the rents, now you have added to the value of your property. You can sell it, you can raise your rents, you can potentially take in partners and get some of your money back that way. There are a lot of different ways to make money once you make these small changes that are increasing your rents. Because as we said in the beginning, sometimes the only way or the major way or the easiest way to increase the value of your commercial building is to increase the rents. Think about the idea of doing a burr on a commercial space. So you buy it, you renovate it, you rent it, and then you refinance it, and then you repeat it because you've added to the value by renting it to better tenants who are paying more rent. You've added to the value of the property and you're going to be able to pull, most likely, if you did it right, you'll be able to pull the value that you paid for the building plus what you did in renovations and take that all to, to your next project. And that's basically what I'm doing here in Tingsboro. I've purchased a, a building that was very 80s. It was built in 1985 and it feels like it. Everything very 80-ish and just dated with the indoor-outdoor carpeting and you know the suspended ceilings and all that. It just didn't feel very special. It felt very old and tired and dated. Everything for mica, you know, all kinds of nasty little weird kitchens and... <laughs> If you go back and watch the episode where I gave the tour of the space and you see the kitchen, it's just this little tiny, I don't know what you call it, it's like a console kitchen where it has a little bar sink and then a two burner stove and that's your kitchen. And then they had that with one of those little fake dorm fridges. So now it's got a beautiful kitchen and I'm going to give you probably next week, I'll give you a tour of the space so that you can see how it's evolving because it's really changing a lot and coming along really nicely. And we already have one person here full-time. We have people who are going to start in December part-time. We've had one conference room rental. So things are going really, really well. And I want you to see how that's coming so that you hopefully can emulate and get some ideas and do a similar thing. But the point I was trying to make about this space is that if I wanted to, once I get this space up and running, once I have great cash flow with lots of tenants, I can flip this building. I can sell it cash out and take that money and buy another building with basically the same amount of money that it took me to do this space. So imagine that you just are recycling. This is your recycling. Burrs are recycling money. So you take your money, you invest it in this one building, and then you take it back out from the bank. And then you invest it again into another one, fix that one up and keep recycling. And right now, at this very moment in time, Commercial buildings tend to be a better deal, at least in the Northeast, where residential prices have not really started to go down. Commercial spaces have, and you can buy some spaces, and by reimagining them, you can end up with a fantastic deal on a building that my building is already worth. And this is just the town appraisal. This isn't even an official bank appraisal because I haven't got that back yet because I am in the process of refinancing or, or I should say financing this building because I bought it with cash and I'm pulling some money out of it. And they told me that the current value just on the, like on the website that they use is 340 and I bought it for 270. So without them even stepping inside and seeing what I've done to it, 
it's gained 70,000 or I bought $70,000 worth of equity when I purchased it because I bought in a distressed market. What you want to do, you, if you buy right, everything else is easy. So if you're thinking that you might want to like dabble in commercial real estate a little bit, let's have a conversation. I'm here for you to give you any kind of guidance or information that I can because I am committed to women creating wealth. I want you to create some wealth for yourself. I want you to create a beautiful, fantastic passive income stream for yourself. So tune in next week and find out how we're going to go about that. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.